You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on The Cooligans, we save the nation with our hot political takes. We also talk about the royal wedding, a second royal wedding coming out of the Orlando Pride, uh, and a lot more today. That's right. Plus, we talked to Brad Evans, who used to play for the Seattle Sanders, and now he's a brand ambassador. We talked to him about whether that's actually a real title. We talked to him (laughs) about how he embarrassed Christian on another soccer pitch. I love it every time. And we talk about a lot more, including Jordan Moore's drama, that and more today on The Cooligans! What's up, guys? Landon Donovan here, and I got to kick it with The Cooligans today. Keep following, keep listening, keep watching. See you guys soon. Yeah, baby! <laughs> yes! Come on! Let's go. We got to scream. We, we need to, it. We got to get our, our fear and anxiety out of our system. That's why people <laughs> tune into this show, because they need uh, a, a little break from their insurrection diet. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, well, Christian is doing his uh, morning mantra into the show <laughs> as opposed to into a mirror. You know? Look, we need Taylor Dwellman to be like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> he should have been doing color commentary on the insurrection. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because we're all thinking the same thing. What the hell is going on? And what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Well, today we are uh, we're doing a fun show. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, we are the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. I am Alexis Guerreros. All right. We are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show that there is on television. That's right. Also happens to be the gulliest. Okay. Uh-huh. And, and the least traitorous okay uh-huh. yeah <laughs> Not- yeah there's nothing seditious about what we're doing <laughs> bro okay i think those other soccer shows might be uh you know spies i don't know what to I it holds, bro. we're trying to bring everyone together you know <laughs> we're not trying to separate we love we love your votes okay <laughs> you know unreal uh yeah what I mean, a look- wild few days yes uh i mean you know i I'm, i was just uh you know i have January 20th circled on my calendar like everybody else. And I'm like, you know what? Nothing, nothing of, of import will happen up until that day. No, and- everything else is just pageantry, baby. <laughs> this is the important day. Okay. Um, no, it is. Uh, it, it has been pretty scary. Obviously, uh, we hopped on Twitch that day, too, which we were not sure we wanted to, you know. But I think yeah. you and I came to the decision that like, yo, maybe our fans need a break. And that's what we provide. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't sure how to find any levity in that day, but we we found we found a way to talk about something else that was, you know, funny, hopefully, and hopefully you guys enjoyed it. But wow, what a rough one. Yeah, uh, look, and, and the, the you know, the news uh, in, in the, the days following uh, have been also been pretty scary, but then they're also it's been great to see people get arrested and and people not being people being put on no fly list oh that's (laughs) that's my new porn baby are you kidding me just watching watching a grown man cry like they won't let me fly because because i tried to throw overthrow the government and all of a sudden i'm not allowed to be on a coach (laughs) wow okay uh i mean look i i would have understood just a a, a mere slap on the wrist but this is a bit too much uh how about about this i know overhead compartment i'll 
look, no carry-on. I look, look, do. I'll, I'll fly Spirit Airlines. Okay, you got me. All right. How about I, Frontier? Sounds a little, right? Sounds I like learned, there would be one. I learned my lesson. Okay, what is this? Abu Ghraib all of a yeah. sudden? Just, point, I'll sit by the bathroom. I'll sit by the bathroom and point the seat the other way. I don't know what to tell you. Unreal. Look, all our uh, – I mean, we have so many uh, friends and, and fans in, in D.C. Just uh, all the uh, – you know, safety and, and just wishing you guys all the best because it's obviously sc- it's scary when it's not just be people storming the Capitol, but it's people storming your city, being in your hotels, uh, going, you know, to different restaurants and really, uh, you know, making a scene and, and really right. making it difficult for a lot of people there. So, but you know, and, you know, Mesut Ozil's agent called the D.C. United like, fam, it's going to be three more coffee shops. <laughs> And we're going to need a lot more millions. We're going to need like four or five security okay. detail. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can we get Secret Service to be the baristas? You yeah. know? Like, yo, he tur- he wants to play in Turkey, and they already had a cool a couple years ago. Like, you, you, yo, you're I'll be honest, too close. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. This ain't cool. I'll be yeah. honest, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? He's not a fan. Uh- <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, look, yeah. I, I don't know if Mesut Ozo, if you've seen all the, the rumors. I don't know if he will end up at, at dc united given the the, the recent news uh, hopefully uh uh joe biden can uh, be a part of the negotiations and maybe fix that i um, get kamala harris on the phone <laughs> <laughs> okay well, mesut ozo signs should be like we did it joe we did it <laughs> <laughs> mesut ozo's here I'm like damn contract too isn't that crazy not even a designated player they didn't realize how much kamala was really involved in uh, you know mls analytics but that's pretty dope <laughs> you okay. know she's a big Big fan of expected goals, you know what I mean? She's real XG, you know? So uh, the other news I wanted to uh, uh, start this segment on, and I forgot to even mention today, we're going to be joined by Brad Evans, a former Seattle Sounder. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about how MLS Cup went, a bunch of other stuff. And how uh, he destroyed you in a pickup game. We're going to talk uh, about okay, it. Okay, yeah, we'll, I'll recap all these things. Look, it's becoming a, a, a trend, you know? Retired players having embarrassed me during pickup games, okay? Well, this is the thing. It's their punishment. All right, feel free to do it. Feel free to punish and, and embarrass Christian, but then you got to come on our show and talk about it. Okay. Uh, the other news I wanted to discuss was uh, the, uh, another uh, engagement announcement coming out of uh, uh, NWSL, all right? Dude, there is love in the air in Orlando, bro. Orlando Pride. <laughs> Look, I mean, they should... Orlando Pride should just start, like, a, a dating site, okay? You want to find your... your Get a little uh, white chapel, right? Like, in <laughs> Vegas, a little drive through You want to find the love of your life? You need to play on the Orlando Pride. Uh, yeah. Marta uh, announced uh, and uh, that she is engaged to uh, center back for, uh, also on the Orlando Pride, Tony Dion Presley. Uh, Which is amazing. This is huge news. And look, we again, we've mentioned this in the past. Obviously, uh, 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 Crashlin, Ali Krieger, and, and, uh, and Ashlyn Harris, uh, they announced their engagement. They got married. Uh, both play for the Orlando Pride. Uh, and, and, you know, th- there were issues with our invitation to the wedding. Okay. And right. now it's just lost in the mail. We and, respect it. We get it. <laughs> and now there is another Royal wedding, uh, with Marta and, and, and Tony. So now, uh, I mean, th- it's really a simple conversation. Uh, you know, when Marta is talking to Ali, like, Hey, wh- who should we invite? You know? This is the time right. to to make amends to to to. to we fix. would say obrigado if you <laughs> okay. if you invited us, <laughs> okay, and and to fix 
the 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 oversight uh of of of, you know uh, missing uh, you know uh, us missing that wedding and i think this would be a good thing for uh you know for ali and ashlyn to uh could you imagine how lit we would get off these caipariñas you know what i mean (laughs) eating all the from the fish while the fountain (laughs) i'm telling you marta you need us there bro (laughs) i mean really there's just there's so much we can provide okay (laughs) Okay? come on By the way, I thought Weston McKinney was like 28 years old. That's how long we've been hearing about him. <laughs> he's a kid. <laughs> he is a child. He is yeah. a he's a phenom uh, at this point. Yeah, but he got a, a little bit of an injury. He yeah, got we don't know the match. He had a, he had a great uh, 18 minutes uh, yeah. while he was playing. Again. It was uh, against Asuolo, right? Right. Uh, Juve, they won this game. It was a great game, by the way. Uh, you know, a, a, a red card uh, for uh, Sassuolo that, you know. And, and against still, Juventus, you're again, done. Yeah, get, you're done, but they still they tied the game yeah. uh, even though they were down. Anyway, uh, Juve ends up winning, but this game, this was strange. After a, a, a great uh, first touch uh, and back heel, Weston McKinney gets uh, gets subbed off, and he looked a little upset. I, I, some people they're they're trying to like not make this a big deal because you don't you, you can't even fathom the idea of an American player telling Pirlo like yo bro you don't know what you're doing you right, know what I mean like, how dare you but also like you can't even ask Pirlo about it because he's got a perpetual poker face <laughs> the guy has no emotion for anything I, I, you know but I'll be honest I'm I'm his child and I don't know where I stand with him I mean the him stubbing his toe versus him winning 17 million dollars would be the exact same reaction so you just never know but yeah Weston McKenney do you think he got taken off for stunting? You think he was flexing too hard? There's no way that Andrea Pirlo would take anybody out for for you stunting too hard. That guy, he was he was the, the king of sauce. Okay, yeah, he was like, "Yo, bro, you American? Where you been all this? I'm taking you up because I don't want you to hurt yourself." Okay, <laughs> being the swaggy right get my, here. You get my sauce recipe. I just, <laughs> this is scaring me. You know, <laughs> and that's why we're saying sauce, not gravy, for everyone listening to this because it's sauce. But but also, you know, he's from Schalke, obviously, and Schalke yeah. just had got what I think their first win in twenty five years. <laughs> Everyone's thing, celebrating, you know? yeah, put yeah. the banner up and the rafters. <laughs> uh, but Weston McKinney was very excited about it. Right? Yeah, that was that was a really dope thing, right? He's uh, he's uh, excited about them winning. But really, the the news in uh, out of Schalke is this: uh, there's another American player, Matthew Huppy. Uh, which we all knew about. Right? We've, been, we've been talking about him since I, the first I am, I am very happy that he is I got a hat trick, okay? <laughs> I got a lot of hop in, in, in his ability to play for the uh, men's national team. Okay, yeah. That was, uh, I believe that was Barack Obama's uh, slogan. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Hoppy. Hoppy. <laughs> yeah. It's anyway. what I don't like in beer, but what I love in my players. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a, a hat trick from a, a, a player that uh, he's from California. He he was in. Um, he's Barcelona. from Yorba Linda, which I don't know where that is because everything yeah. in, everything I, in California is in Spanish. Shouts to California. <laughs> I have heard I've heard of Yorba Linda. Uh, he, uh, he also uh, he played at the uh, the Barca Academy. Yeah, he uh, went from some some team I've never heard of, some like local school, mm-hmm. to now being a part of the uh, the Barca Academy, and then going to Schalke's U 19s and now he's on the main squad. Yeah, for, and then hat trick, hat trick, hat trick first time out. For, exactly. This is our his, his first game ever. Yeah. <laughs> his first goals ever uh, are are three of them, uh, yeah. which is uh, in one you, shot. 
<laughs> and and not only were they just, I mean, they were they were great goals as well. They, I mean, he looked like he had uh, a, a ton of chemistry, especially the the third goal was just like uh, a chip on on a great. Uh, I don't even know who passed him the ball, uh, but it was. It, it isn't was, important <laughs> <laughs> because an American is thriving. Okay, uh, as well, far as I know, for the national team, how is yeah, that possible? That is pretty wild. He's never played even for the youth national team. Like, uh, it, it, I guess it does feel like another one of those. Uh, you know, oversights like uh, how how can someone get this far and 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 succeed at this level without getting that recognition from uh, at the lower level at the youth levels? It is pretty insane. How you make it to Barca but not the men's national team youth level? <laughs> the boys national. I mean, you should be able to be That's there. What I'm saying. <laughs> Give them a shot. Uh, and remember, we have Brad Evans coming up right after this, uh, so make sure to stick around. Um, all right, uh, Alexis, I, I, you're, you're wearing the shirt uh, and. I, and I have Nork related news. Uh, I know, right? On, on the day I decided to wear this shirt, shout to the Nork project. How dare you embarrass me? And this is my neighborhood, by the way. This is legit three blocks from my mother's house. Okay. So this is uh, very much soccer related, very much uh, Nork related. Uh, this, I'll, I'll read the, the headline. It says, indoor soccer game with beer sales. Hundreds of people busted twice in two nights in Newark. Cops say. Okay. Yeah. My favorite <laughs> so- part about this is they were like, well, they're not going to stop us two nights in a row. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most Nork energy, which is like, all right, I got arrested. And <laughs> they can't yeah. do this to me twice. Well- they, so now I'm must, allowed to speed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, look, they don't have, uh, you know, the police don't have the resources to come two nights in a row. Uh, it's ridiculous. There's, there's actual crimes going on. You know, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on, twice? <laughs> Who snitched again? <laughs> My favorite part about this is I know this warehouse. So this is where, like, it used to be a used furniture uh, warehouse. So, like, mm. basically, you know, vans would drive around the street, pick up stuff out of the garbage, you know, put a new cover on it and sell it in this in this factory. Like <laughs> a business, okay? It, it's a hell of a factory. I'm sure before that it was like the whole neighborhood was because of this factory, but now it's just straight up one floor on the other floors or in the back. Like you could do everything from like dice games to buy like illegal fireworks back in the day. This was mm. like, you know, like the only problem is it's too close to my mother's house. Like if I did anything illegal, Walking out of the back of this factory, everyone be like, yo, we saw Alexis. And I'm like, yo, Thea, shut up. You know what I mean? Okay. So like, I couldn't really hang in this place because it would, I mean, it was too, it's too hot, you know? Yeah, it's too yeah. Close to home. So look, obviously, COVID is still going on. Uh, you can't really be throwing, uh, you know, uh, massive tournaments. There were, yeah, uh, it's a super spreader event. You shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> let me just say how much of an advancement it is over the Newark I grew up in, which was all baseball, all. Cuban, Dominican, Puerto Rican, Caribbean. This is a big move forward. Okay. Now, soccer is the thing that's breaking the law. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Look, it's nice to see that they're uh, they're sharing the beautiful game with each uh-huh. other, but they're also <laughs> seems to be sharing COVID nineteen uh, and uh, passing yeah. it around. You want to pass the ball, not the virus. You know, right, what I'm not saying? the need for a ventilator. You know what <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit of uh, uh, recklessness. Uh, uh, that you don't, that you don't want to see. It's really like, uh, but it, it, it's 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 tough to to be so critical when it's like uh, when you you see uh, at the amateur level uh, or a pickup game or whatever, and then, but then you watch TV and there's fans at games, and so it's like I learned it from watching right. you NFL. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, 
hey, the Premier League can do it, but ¿por qué no yo? Like, well, because you don't have testing, and this is a closed, windowless factory. Yeah, if look, only they did this outside, we would have been fine. Yeah, look, it, it is a. And by the way, uh, I love the fact you keep bringing up the illegal beer sales. Who cares? There's a <laughs> like the beer is the problem. Yeah, <laughs> forget the, how they made money. Forget that. It's the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like oh, they were playing uh, a soccer game at this illegal firearms dealer. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like what? But the worst part is they were overcharging for beer. <laughs> like, what? The winner got a brick of cocaine. <laughs> we got more with Brad Evans. We get back after this. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We just want to break up with a word from one of our sponsors, us and you. Yeah, that's right, Gully Squad. Uh, I mean, Gully Squad. I mean, the last during quarantine, huh? Has, Gully Squad has not only become a just a, a dope soccer community, but it's becoming a vital space for my emotional well-being. Okay? <laughs> yes, if it wasn't for them, <laughs> I wouldn't have anyone to talk to a lot of the time, <laughs> and also I would not know what an apple crisp is. <laughs> okay, yeah, we are. There's, there's so much uh, communication and. and and sharing of food uh what well, you know it's it's you know that, that i don't really dwell in that channel too much no you're not allowed to your girl can see it on your face that you're looking at food she goes through my phone not to look for like texts from other girls she's just looking yeah she's at, like booty pick booty pick booty pick sandwich Sam, what is this how dare you, you betray me like this she's messaging me home record <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, uh, Gully Squad is obviously the, you know, it, essentially the, the, the Cooligans community uh, of people that are fans of soccer, fans of comedy, fans of food, fans uh, of pizza. Uh, it's an opportunity to help uh, support uh, the, the content that we put out, help us put out more content uh, that we can deliver to the masses and also get some exclusive content uh, for yourself. So there's a, a bunch of really cool things going on in there. We have an amazing uh, uh, Slack channel that may or may not exist. Who knows? Hey. Uh, even though we just talked about it. Exactly, but, you know, it's vague. It's very vague. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so you can join at, at, at any level. You can join. Uh, you can give, uh, like, five bucks, ten bucks. You can give more. If you give more, there's more perks involved, like, uh, you know, merch and, and, and a pin and stickers and different things like that. So uh, it's if you're a fan of soccer, uh, if you're a fan of comedy, we highly recommend you joining. Uh, and it, it definitely helps the show grow uh, so we can do a bunch of other fun things, you know, in 2021 when we can find travel we can be able, be able to go do live shows and do live events and do a lot of other things like that so uh plus you get some really exclusive stuff like when we release the uh the pins you get a pin for joining that's right when we release the pop socket you got a pop socket for joining stuff like that so there's a lot of really good exclusive stuff it's not just being a part of the uh you know slack channel that may or may not exist but trust me that's a dope part of it very much so so uh, go to soccercooligans.com and click on the join gully squad button now Hi, baby. We're back on the Cooligans Living Room FC. And finally, our guest is here. Christian, I'm excited about this. It's yes. not often that we have a Seattle Sounders legend on the <laughs> not, show. <laughs> not often. I don't think we've had a Seattle, Seattle Sounders player at all, ever. Mm. We've never had one on to, we're, we, we're chipping away. <laughs> you know? Little by little, we'll get one. <laughs> we're starting with someone on the Seattle Sounders Mount Rushmore. Okay. Correct. Yep. And then we're making our way through. But guys, of course, you remember this dude from his amazing playing career in MLS and the men's national team. Uh, and we're going to talk to him about everything that's happening now. Put your hands together for the one, the only, and pull over unless you're driving. For the one, <laughs> the only, Brad Evans, everybody. Brad, what's up? 
What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. I noticed the the Newark shirt. I didn't get that before, but man, Newark brings back fond memories of staying at that W whenever we played Newark Red Bull. That's such a good spot, man. Yay! All right, I'm born and raised in Newark, and this is how it's supposed to be pronounced: N O R K. So shout to the Newark Wait, Project. Didn't you, uh, Alexis, you hosted a comedy show there at, at, that at the W, w- in Hoboken. Oh, yeah, Hoboken, right in Newark. In, yeah. Sorry, we, yeah, we were in Hoboken. That's right, we were in Hoboken. Yeah. All I remember is bring your own alcohol to the restaurants there down in, in Hoboken. <laughs> yeah, Hoboken is a wild place. If, if you don't know, Jersey has a rule where I think it's 750 feet from a school or religious building. You can't sell alcohol. So all those restaurants are BYOs. But I hosted a comedy show there right after uh, uh, Hurricane Sandy for we all took the boat over from Manhattan every every week at the chandelier room at that W hotel. And it was all athletes, everyone wearing championship <laughs> rings. It was crazy time. Um, but yeah. Wow. All right. You threw me for a loop there when this you knew about great. York, baby. Okay. Uh, I work because it's green. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Yes. We, uh, we, I met you uh, at MLS cup in Seattle. Uh, uh, must've been 30 years ago by now. I don't, I don't Feels recall, like it. <laughs> Feels like it. but we played in a, in a pickup game. And I remember I walked up to you and I said, hey, Brad, I would love to take a photo with you. And I, I've told this story on the show before. I said I would love to take a photo with you. And I go, uh, hey, I, I and I didn't want to sound arrogant. Or I'm like, hey, I do this podcast. I'm a comedian. We'll love to take a photo. And you're like. Yeah, sure, whatever. And like, yeah. <laughs> you're like, happens like, all the time. You don't have to lie to me. Why are you giving me your resume? <laughs> yeah. I do photos. <laughs> yeah, it's what, it's what we do, dude. It's like part of our DNA. You don't even yeah. have to ask. If you just walk up behind and hold the camera, it's, it's how it goes. You do no. it for so long. It's normal. But, but it I was, remember walking up to that pickup game because I showed up late because I went to eat. It's what I do. That's my side of the, <laughs> of the show. Um, but it was raining. And I was like, I remember oh. saying to Christian, I'm like, Dude, why are you guys playing? It's raining. And there was a kid I don't know, completely soaked, who was playing with you guys, who looked at me and goes, dude, it's Seattle. Like, That's right. It's a good point. I guess you'll never do anything if you don't do if you don't do it while it's raining. It's crazy that it, it is like one of the most active cities. But it like today, I told you guys, it's been raining for it feels like three months straight. It's been raining. But yeah. people are outside. Like you just get and I'm from Arizona, from the desert. So it shut down when it rained in Arizona, right? We don't we don't drive, we don't do anything. Sports are canceled. Here it's like gung ho. It's 110. percent You got to get out because if you don't, you, you kind of feel like crap. To be honest, yeah, I totally. was I was in or I was in uh, Phoenix and I wanted to go to a place called Lolo's. It's a chicken spot, chicken waffles, and chicken and waffles. And I was like, oh, it's only like three blocks. I'll walk. And the concierge at the hotel was like, do not walk. No. And I was You're like, why not? He goes, he goes, it's so hot that plastic fences are melting. And I'm like, yeah. everyone walk with me to the airport. Okay, we're getting out of the city. <laughs> this shouldn't exist. <laughs> it's just surreal. Um, so, uh, Brad, you, I think we should uh, start with pretty much, uh, look, let's, let's be 100% honest. We, are, we keep it 100 with, with our viewers and listeners. We, I had reached out to you. I said, Brad, I would love to have you on the show. Uh, I think, you know, after MLS Cup, we, we want someone recapping MLS Cup. Look, uh, Columbus crew, they got a bunch of COVID cases. There's no way they're winning this game. <laughs> you better be ready and on deck. And that it was not what happened. Uh, I never got the text. No, no, we avoided you. We thought it was going to be Schmetzer time. What happened? <laughs> Dude, they got, they just got annihilated in that game. I, and it's one of those things where I don't, I don't know if it was overconfidence. You know, sometimes when you go into a, 
a, a really tough situation and you see, hey, uh, like a Robbie Keane is out, a Donovan's out, you're licking your chops. But then the guys that step in at that time with L.A. were like Zardes, Alan Gordon. And these guys are still battlers. Those guys are chumps right at the yeah. time. And they still perform. And I think that same exact thing happened with Columbus. You hear two, three days out that, hey, these two top players are missing. And I think we were all licking our chops as fans and saying, hey, this is it, right? We got a good team. We had a good run. And uh, these guys are missing these two players. And then you get shell-shocked. And from minute one, you could just see that Columbus was on a different level that day. Um, and, and Seattle just didn't have a response. There was a little, a little fire that came out at the start of the second half from the Sounders, but still it just wasn't enough. And, and honestly, it looked like a routine day at the office for Columbus, but that was tough for me because I used to play in Columbus. I won a championship there in 2008. You were drafted uh, played, by Columbus. Played, yeah. I was drafted there by Ziggy in 2007. Um, so I had, I have a rapport with that city and anytime you're a champion, you always have that connection, but you know, then coming to Seattle being here for close to 10 years, it just felt a little bit different to me, um, but happy to see Columbus win. Obviously, a team that I spent some time with, uh, but more disappointed for for the guys here in Rape Green. You so you have this thing where you've you've seen we've all seen Schmetzer from after Shiggy, uh, Ziggy left to where he is now. I it would have been a different question had he won, but I'm still interested. Whatever the step below dynasty is, whatever that one yeah. A is, is are they technically? A dynasty because they seem like they're the the that run that the Patriots had where they're like you just don't want to meet them in the playoffs. Seattle is that is are would you consider Schmetzer at that level? So it's a tough one for me because I think the Pats were winning championships nonstop, um, and that's what I think separates these dynasties. You look at you know uh, the Lakers, um, even the Heat for a time there. I think that was a dynasty that they had going. Um, and I, I don't think that the Sounders are at that point. They are an elite team that have, I think it's the second longest playoff streak in all major sports combined. I think only the, the Penguins have a longer one with the NHL. Um, so when you look at it that way, and I, t- I, I actually had done this a lot in, in a lot of the cameos before uh, the holidays. People were asking me, let's talk about, talk about the Sounders for my family. And they're disappointed that the Sounders lost. And it's a situation where the Sounders win and it's expected and they lose and you get disappointed. And I think with any other team, when they win, they get excited. And when they lose, they get disappointed. But here it's just expected. Like you just expect to see yeah. this team. And that is dynasty talk. But you got to have all the championships to back it up. Um, and I don't I don't think it's a dynasty uh, technically, but it, it's a hell of a good team, man. Yeah, I was I was saying this, uh, you know, uh, when leading up to the MLS Cup final, where I I was saying like it, because of the the circumstances uh, w- with Columbus and and you know big players being out. Seattle was in a really tough position as far as like what the story and what the narrative was going to be, because if they won, it would have been all Columbus didn't have the best players. If they lost, it would be, oh, my God, how in the world could they have lost? So I think having that mindset going into the game might have been might have had some sort of effect. Yeah, for sure. I think, dude, it's it's major league soccer. It's professional sports. We all play into narratives and we all look for an excuse to win as players. And we all look for an excuse when we lose. That's just how it goes. (laughs) And we love to talk about it the next day. Um, But yeah, there's always added pressure. And especially with this team being so good, you look at this season and and Zach Wani and I talked about a lot on our podcast. It's like, hey, if this team wins, we're going to say, wow, they battled through adversity, right? But if another team wins, you put an asterisk on it. 
because yeah. it wasn't a real season. So yeah. there's there's all these you know different circumstances. You just try to make yourself feel better any any way you can, <laughs> especially about 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. it's like it's raining. I gotta I need something to cheer me up. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and uh, one thing I want to talk uh, uh, to you about because we we spoke about this last week. Um, the the news about the 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 MLS deciding to use the force majeure clause uh, and basically uh, renegotiate what the 2021 CBA is going to look like. We've spoken uh, about this with each other as stand-up comedians who have never played professional <laughs> soccer in our lives. <laughs> so our take. Hey, no one cares li- about that take. I want. Our take might be a little bit different, but seeing this uh, as, as a as a former player, uh, and, and I know I'm sure you've spoken to uh, plenty of players that were uh, that dealt with the negotiations before the MLS is back tournament. What does this look like or feel like? What, what can we expect yeah. from uh, 2021? Yeah, look, I was on the executive uh, committee for uh, Major League Soccer players when it came to negotiating in, uh, I think it was 2014. Um, so I spent, you know, time in the boardroom with, you know, the leaders of MLS and uh, swapping proposals. And that was probably the most stressful time of my career. Like, no joke. Um, I've never been that overwhelmed with a, a big decision because you you are one person making a decision for your whole team while you're voting on a few things, right? So I get to make a couple phone calls to the guys like, hey, they're offering this and they're offering that. And my team has an opinion, but then there could be, you know, 20 plus other teams that have a completely different opinion. So we all got to try and get in the same page. And that's yeah. my responsibility as a player. And I'm telling you guys, it was it was brutal. So the fact that doesn't sound stressful at all. I was crazy. (laughs) I was like, I I deal with stress pretty well. Right. I can play in front of thousands of players, thousands of people all the time and perform for my contract and all that. But this put me on a different planet anyways. So I can't imagine these guys, you know, negotiating this year and then, you know, those negotiations stalling and then adding in that force majeure. Right when that happened, I knew that 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 these owners were going to take advantage of that at any cost because that's what these guys do. They look for any out, any, and of course they have a business to run. And when you have a business, you're going to look for every little loophole that you can. Right? You're going to look for every tax write-off that you can get, anything to yeah. save you that coin. And that's what that's what they've done now. And I think that the players wanted to play so bad that they said, "Yeah, let's put that in there because we think that the pandemic will be over at this time." But now everything starts over again and and these guys are in for a battle. And I hope that the players hold firm here Um, because from what I've seen, you know, these these owners are still making money. It's not like they don't have stock in Amazon and, you know, all these massive companies. So I think they're doing okay. Um, So I hope that the players stand stand firm this time. This will be uh, a big negotiation for them and how this kind of plays out. Um, I don't know. Um, I think you'll still see a 2021 season, but it'll, it'll hopefully have more concessions, um, you know, from, from the, uh, from the owners that the players can not take advantage of, but that they can rightly deserve to be that, uh, top tier sports team in the U S yeah. Because- now, were, were you not part of the negotiations or you were part of it in 2015 during that while yeah, 20, 2015, CBA. that's right. 2015 was it. I thought it was 2014, but yeah, 2015 was that, was that one where we sat yeah. in a room and we, we heard on our end that it was like really close to a strike really close yeah you're sitting in the room and they came in and gave us an offer and everyone voted everyone had to be majority vote and it was missed by one vote because we were like nah i think some of us were like no they'll they'll give us one more offer 
I think they'll give us one more offer and yeah. it, and ended up going back and they gave us another offer and we all agreed on it. But there, I'm telling you, there were like Kansas City guys. They were like, no, we are not accepting anything by any means. This is it for us. We're digging in our heels. And there, it was pretty contentious in, in, in the room itself. I mean, guys were not talking to each other, uh, you know, that had been friends before, played on the national team. Um, it still left a sour taste in my mouth from some guys that were in the room that were just like, not willing to, to negotiate at all that just wanted to, you know, for lack of a better term, screw the league. Um, and I, I, I just always think that there, there is a next offer because ultimately these guys make money when we're playing in the stadium and, and there's fans there. So um, whether that comes in three months or six months, there's gotta be, uh, there's gotta be something there for, for the players to be had. It's interesting because it almost you you don't even think of how contentious it must be amongst your teammates and, and your your peers and other yeah. players. Because does it carry over in the actual games where it's like you get a bad a really rough tackle and it's like how'd you vote yes on that proposal? <laughs> yeah, remember that six no. months ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah, years ago, years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, it, I don't think it carries over. I mean, yeah. That, you know, when you go to do the handshakes before the game, you you always have these preconceived notions about a player, and if they've done you wrong in the past, you're always going to be like, "Oh, this guy's this guy's a bitch," you know, yeah, yeah, no matter yeah. what. And that's just how it goes because <laughs> you you know you get to know that player, you watch him in all of his other games antics. Um, but there are a lot of guys in this league that you know started out on min. I started out on minimum, right? It wasn't even league minimum; it was developmental contract. So eleven thousand dollars a year is what I was making my first year in the league. So. In the beginning, I was like, screw this league. Like, I can just go work somewhere else, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you slowly build up. And, and I got to get to a certain place where I was comfortable and I was making a good wage. But a lot of guys didn't get to that point and they always felt slighted. And so they were always like, no, I want more from the league. If they're giving this guy more, I want more. So you have to look at the entire roster and say, yeah, you would, you would like to think that everyone's on the same page with the right information. Um, but there's always going to be those guys, you know, and it typically comes from American guys who have been in the league for a long time that um, didn't make as much money as they thought they should or didn't make as much money as a guy from from Europe coming in or South America. Um, and that's tough for a tough pill for guys to swallow. And I, and I understand that. Um, but we all don't get paid if we don't play. So yeah. we got to find a, a, a happy medium. Yeah. yeah. Wow. How, how do you think that um, that is now as as as? You've gone through your career and in the later years where those where those uh, imbalances with salaries got a little bit better. I mean, but mm. there's still, you know, there's still some instances where uh, like depending on what city you live in, you could be on the mm. minimum, but you're also living really like it, it, it's, a, it's a tough, uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's a tough living situation. Um, yeah. But how do you how do you think overall that the, that feeling is, especially with the American player uh, not feeling as inferior? Yeah. Well, I think, look, I think you're at a place where, like you said, cost of living is is crazy. New York, uh, New Jersey, L.A., you know, Seattle. Uh, these are all places where where it's it's exorbitant. So I went to Kansas City to play for a year and guys that are making minimum there, they're chilling. Right. They yeah. do a little coaching on the side. They're making some cash. They're making 70 grand a year. Like you could potentially buy a house after a year or two if you're smart. Right. Um, but it took me five years, four years or five years to make 70 grand. And so living in Seattle, that was tough, right? You're, you're just yeah. penny pinching, you're saving. Um, but then now I think it, the league is at a point where you're starting to see that gap kind of get smaller and smaller. Um, and that's good. I'm, I'm happy for these guys to be making a livable wage. That's what we fought for. And that's, that's just how sports goes, right? You're always going to see 
a Hall of Famer that was, you know, Kareem Abdul, who wasn't making, you know, 50 grand a year back when he played, he'd be making, you know, $50 million a year right now if he was putting up those numbers. So you'll always have that what if. um, But at the end of the day, you're part of something that you love to do. Um, Did I make the most money? No, but I got to do play a sport. And right now I sit here and I, you know, get to work for a sports team and kind of carve out my own role as a brand ambassador. So it's, it's a tough one. Everyone's situation is so different. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that gap is getting smaller. Uh, but I'd still like to see, you know, investment in American players, you know, that have been, you know, through the system through and through. Um, and you're seeing that more and more, right? You just saw Brendan make his, his trip over yeah. to get greeted by Jesse March, March, which is awesome. You need more of that. And yeah. that will put, that will put the, the, the money behind the American players to keep building and, uh, get to a point where, you know, they're happy also. Yeah, there's another player, a testman, who's also training, I think, with Bayern Munich. Yeah, with Bayern, just, yeah. Uh, yeah, so many things, uh, wheels turning. Understanding where your career is, you're, you're like in that, you were in that sort of like what I would like a lot of people consider the turn, right? Where the U.S. sort of went from this, like, we're not really sure exactly what's happening to this point where we are now, where like development is, seems to have like kicked on, right? And it comes right on the heels of sort of not qualifying for a World Cup. But you got a chance to play for the national team just before that. And now look at what's happening with these players going to Europe, which you've already mentioned, Brendan Aronson um, and some of the other folks. What are your thoughts on this camp coming up and where the U.S. stands as a national team? Because it seems like we don't have a lot of MLS players at the moment, if you think of like the real true senior team. But the level is, is increased quite significantly and everyone's pretty young. Yeah, it's it's an interesting time. You know, when I look back on my kind of heyday with the national team, I, I remember it being a bunch of men out there. Like it was the Clint Dempsey kind of on his last hurrah in Europe. It was Michael Bradley, Jeff Cameron, you know, uh, Demarcus Beasley was in the back. Um, you know, Beasley was having his heyday. Uh, you know, Tim Howard was in, in, in the net. And it was a bunch of men that were in their late 20s, early 30s that had kind of been tried and true and, and tested, whether that was internationally or in MLS. Um, so it kind of had a different vibe like there. That's why uh, that team was so successful, even with Jurgen as a coach. I know that Jurgen doesn't get I, I loved having Jurgen because he he gave me the freedom to do what I wanted. Right. He was always super positive and he gave me my you know, ultimately gave me a great opportunity. Um, but he didn't really have to coach these guys all that much because they had been through it all. Right. If you know how to play, you know how to play. Um, and, and that's kind of how those trainings were. It, there wasn't too much tactics. Um, he kind of gave the reins to the team and said, Hey, whatever you smell in a game is, is how you need to play today. Um, and that was kind of cool, but now you kind of flip it. And after that run, it was a bunch of youngsters now who aren't really tried and true all that much. You know, a couple of the guys have had maybe one or two years where they've been, you know, playing at an elite level, but it's a bunch of young guys who are hungry who are now breaking into their European teams. And it just has a, a way different vibe. It has more of um, like a, a worldly a worldly soccer vibe to me. I don't know. That's kind of hard to explain, but it doesn't seem like the typical American strong player who's going to run faster than you. It's a really technical uh, group. And I think that this January camp yeah. provides an opportunity for a lot, of, a lot of guys that are kind of on the fringe. That's what it was for us. It was fringe guys in Major League Soccer and, and the Nordic teams who kind of came in and said, hey, I can prove it on a daily basis. Um, you know, like a guy like Graham Zussi, uh, DeAndre, uh, Jordan Morris got his first sniff. Uh, Christian rolled on too, probably broke in because of a January camp. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it is an opportunity. Some call it Camp Cupcake. But at the end of the day, these are 
American players who are ultimately going to be either off the bench, maybe one or two will start for the team, but mostly off the bench guys that are all fighting for a spot to go to a World Cup, which is the ultimate honor. Yeah, the uh, yeah. and Camp Cupcake, where, where did that name come from? Do, do you know? I don't know, man. Yeah. That was back, back in the day. It got coined Camp Cupcake because it was a bunch of players that nobody had ever heard of. Uh, the games didn't mean anything. It wasn't really... Uh, a FIFA mandated yeah, yeah. Uh, date, so they said, "Hey, it's Camp Cupcake." But <laughs> that's, that's you look the at the camp guys I'd want to be camp. a part of. If I can yeah, be right? really honest with you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's cupcakes after every uh, every match. Let's it's go. Good Today I want vanilla with chocolate frosting. Like I don't think you know what you're in for, Alexis. Uh, but you mentioned this worldly view. It does feel a little bit like your friend who went on vacation in Europe for the first time and they came back dressing different, uh-huh. asking for prosciutto at breakfast. You're like, you need to relax, buddy. You <laughs> take the it Queens. Hilarious. Baldwin, all right? Yeah. Well, I don't know why you suddenly no, no. change it. We know where you're from, my G. I bet you that's what happens with uh, with Christian. He spent a little time in Germany and now England. He comes back with a little bit of an accent and all of his boys in, in Pennsylvania just crush him, I bet. He's like, he oh, back. this beer is too cold. He's like, get out. Right? You need to get out. But, but there, He's got facial hair. There, there is something cool about, you know, just day, you know week to week seeing like – you know, Serginho Dest getting assists for Barcelona right. and obviously uh, Christian Pulisic at, uh, um, at Chelsea. You, one thing we and, I, and I'm glad we have a Seattle Sounders representative here because a, a couple of years ago, we, uh, we we were on we were the some of the people barking, especially Alexis, about Jordan Morris's decision to not go to Verde Bremen yeah. and stay and sign for the Seattle Sounders. And, uh, you know, Alexis outrightly, he was like, this is a bad decision. This is bad for the U.S. men's national team. This is bad for his... From a bird's eye view. Yeah, yeah, from a bird's say. eye view. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying, yeah, he from was... 30,000 feet. <laughs> I don't know, Jordan. You know what <laughs> he wasn't I mean? saying he was a yeah. terrible person, but in, in right. you know five years ago, it's different from where we are right now, where it did very much feel like you know, he was missing out on a huge opportunity to improve the American player, right? And, and be a representative because he was playing so well. Yeah. Um, what, what did... Obviously, you played with him. You know him a lot better than we do. What was that decision like? Because even, you know, Jermaine Jones. Yeah, what did you text them? Jer- Jer- <laughs> Jermaine Jones was one of the ones that was like, hey, he made the wrong decision. You should go and all this yeah. other stuff. So it must have been a difficult decision for him. Yeah, Jermaine and I don't really see things eye to eye on just about anything. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that he, you know, said those things. Um, you know, I, I know Jordan. He's been in the locker room from when he was uh, probably 16, right? Uh, and then with the national team, he was training with us uh, in a pre-World Cup camp down in at Stanford and and showing really well. But to know Jordan as a person, there was never a doubt that he was going to stay here in Seattle uh, from my perspective. He's he just that's just the type of person he is. He was not mentally ready to make that step. And it's not for everyone. Right. Of course, we look at Serginho Dest doing great things. We look at, you know, Pulisic. We look at a, a number of guys in Europe right now that are doing great things. But. There's also a number of guys that go over there and don't succeed and that crushes their careers. So I think Jordan made the right decision in staying because he's now produced here. And now he's still young enough that he has the opportunity to go to Europe. Um, and, and if that opportunity arises and it, it has to be the right fit for a person like that. Um, there's a number of guys like Jermaine where I think soccer was the end all be all for Jermaine and he would have gone to um, Afghanistan to play. He would have gone to the middle of Australia to play. Yeah. If there was a ball there and there was an opportunity, he was going. But that's not the way that a lot of players are, right? They get like Landon Donovan. 
the dude lived uh, three blocks from Manhattan Beach in a sick house. Like, and he was making the coin and he was doing really well and still going to World Cups and, 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 and killing it. Like, why, why would I leave? I know that the opportunity is there, but I feel like I'm a good enough player and I'm doing my business where I want to be. I'm in my hometown. Why, why leave? I'm comfortable. I'm happy. I'm, I got my family. I got everything here that I need. Um, so I think he thinks a little bit beyond soccer uh, than, you know, a guy like Jermaine does. I think Jermaine is soccer 110% of the time. Okay. Yeah. I think, you know, it's funny when you look at it, it felt like the tide was, was starting to turn for the perception of the American player. And, and that was sort of a, a slowdown of the momentum. But all of that has changed in the last five years. <laughs> yeah. You've got Weston McKinney, I mean, yeah. you know, we gotta, and Juventus. I mean, everything's is, changed. Is Jordan yeah. really thinking about me and, the U, you know, the USMNT right. fan who wants, who wants know, to see the it's team? It's because Jordan wasn't a member of the WhatsApp groups that I am with people from Europe. And if That's he right. was, maybe he would have gone to make it easier for me. But, and, and I think at that time, and even during my time, I could go to Europe and make 300 grand. Or you could stay in MLS and make a comparable salary. But before, guys were making, you know, 50 grand and they could go to Europe and make, you know, 250, 300. So they were like, oh, that's the big opportunity. Yeah. Well, now that salaries have gotten, you know, not equal to, but, uh, you know, pretty close to like a minimum contract over there. They're like, well, I don't want to uproot my family and go to some country and city in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I might as well stay here and grind and see what happens. Okay. Uh, Cause I can, yeah. I can do just as much. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, it's uh, it, it, it um, led to a lot of debate on, on Twitter and then, and, and Jermaine go, you know, giving his take different, definitely did not help with us all wrong without a doubt. I mean, he's been nothing but successful and he is, uh, you know, such a key part yeah. of such a, an incredible team uh, in the Sounders. So uh, it worked out well. Uh, all right. All right, everybody, another one in the books. Thank you so much to Brad Evans for joining us. Absolutely great. honored. Uh, yeah, I'm great. glad I took an awkward selfie with you at that pickup game. Brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brad, is there anything you want to let people uh, know about before we sign off? Uh, yeah, at that game, there's video of it, but I did score a, a bicycle kick on Jimmy Conrad. Were you there for that? I was that there. Moment? Bro. I, 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 cool. I, yes, this video Unbelievable. is absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, it's like on concrete turf. It was <laughs> a, it, a honestly, it, it was a tricycle. It wasn't a bicycle. I had a, <laughs> I had my kickstand down. Uh, what am I working on? What am I doing? Yeah, yeah. I am. Uh, so right now, I'm working on this thousand piece cat <laughs> yoga puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> if you're just listening and not watching you just missed that that is real <laughs> it's real deal um no but in all seriousness uh you know this job as a brand ambassador has been awesome with the sounders so working with the community i've got the uh, podcast with zach awani winging it with zach and brad uh i have fun with social media uh you can find me there it's an easy search just under brad evans it'll it'll pop up uh, but I got a, I got a ch uh, platform coming out, uh, we hope, at the end of this month that allows athletes to um, basically donate their game-worn memorabilia uh, through a platform and an app on their phone to raise money for charities. Uh, so I'm super stoked about that. Uh, it's kicking into high gear at the end of this month. You'll see uh, – we'll start out here in Seattle, so you'll see a bunch of gear from guys in Seattle uh, where they get to choose where their money goes and um, make it full circle and make an impact on their community. So that's been – taking up most of my time. I'm excited for that. I know that the guys are excited also because we have this boxes of gear sitting around. Yeah. And I figured why not, why not uh, help out our local communities while we can all the food banks and the it's athlete amazing. gets the, the athlete gets a pick where their money goes, which is really cool. So look out Man. for that. It'll, it'll, it'll be really cool. 
Awesome. That's awesome. great. Yeah. Maybe we can donate a, a comedian game award. <laughs> can, well, you, 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 know? you would be doing it, man. You would you would have your own profile, so you yeah. can do whatever oh, you want. Like, why is this sweatier yeah. than the game worn jerseys? <laughs> <laughs> Must have been a rough set, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, Brad, thank you again uh, for joining us. Make sure uh, you follow and support him on social media and, and check out everything he's working on. And Zakuani, uh, a friend. Uh, love him, too. We, we find yeah. out with him. Uh, what were it was in Toronto when at MLS Cup when uh, when uh, the Sounders were there. Um, so uh, make sure you follow uh, Brad, follow us at Soccer Cooligans on on all social media platforms. Uh, make sure uh, to follow at Fubo Sports as well and subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel for full episodes of the program. Uh, all right, Brad, let us end the show the way we normally do, as is tradition. So for Brad Evans, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros, and together, what are we? The Cooler Game!